This week, we're talking all about insecurities, and I figured what better way to talk about this topic than to share Christina's experience. So last week, Christina actually started working for the same company that I work at. Before this, she was a BCABA, but most of her experience was providing direct therapy, and now in this new role, she is supervising. So Christina, can you kind of share a little bit about what you experienced throughout these last two weeks of this new venture. So yeah, so as Natalie said, I just transitioned um, into a supervisor role at the clinic two weeks ago, and it was a very uh, interesting day. So I had been I have been a one-to-one therapist for the past five years, and now I'm transitioning into this new state where I'm responsible for therapist fidelity, uh, writing client programs, providing help with plans, updates, doing assessments, parent training, all of that into one. And that first day, I was excited going into the clinic, but I also had a lot of insecurity and self-doubt. And um, I think that when I got there, I just like immediately felt like I can't breathe. Like, I don't know if I can do this, you know. Um, But then I started to calm down because I realized, wait a second, I do have a lot of experience. And I could use this as a positive with my supervision because I have been a one-to-one therapist for a really long time. So I know exactly what they're going to through. Plus, I'm still doing one-to-one therapy. So for me, at the end of the day, I kind of just sat back and I said, okay, wait, you've been doing this for a long time. You're still doing one-to-one and you could use this. So I think going in when I met the therapist and I just kind of questioned what, what they're doing and I told myself, you know, we're going to take everything step by step. We're going to go through the process and small progress is still progress. It's still very important to have that as a supervisor. So everybody out there that if you're transitioning into that role of super of a supervisor, it's imminent, you're going to have insecurity, you're going to have self doubt. But one thing I want to say is reach out to somebody, whether it's your significant other that you just need to vent to or a friend in the field or a mentor you need to vent it out. You need to talk about it because thankfully, when I look back at that day, I had you there that you were helping with training and things like that. And I feel like if I did not have you there, it, it would just go gone downhill. It would just been a lot of self-doubt, a lot of insecurity, a lot of questioning myself, like, am I ready for this? Because I was kind of coddled. I've been a one-to-one therapist for so long. I was so into my comfort zone. But I realize now looking back two weeks later is that I need this experience. Like it's going to be okay when I feel uncomfortable. I need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. (laughs) So if I need to grow, you know, I'm in grad school now and in a year and a half, I'm going to graduate. And in 2022, I'm planning to become a BCBA and I want to be ready. I want to make sure that I have great experience and I have supervision experience. And I want to make sure that I have maybe those uncomfortable moments with therapists where I need to tell them, hey, you're, you're not doing what you're, not, you're supposed to be doing, but I could help you with that. And it's all going to come from me voicing my opinion and voicing my experience to friends and to mentors that are going to help me along the way. So one piece of advice that I guess I could give for this episode, um, for anybody that may be transitioning and is having a lot of insecurity, having a lot of 
nervousness, anxiety, we don't talk about in our field, a lot of self-doubt is just reach out, take it day by day. You just only can do your best in one day, you know? So just every little progress is, you know, still progress and we're all still learning. It's okay. Don't compare yourself to others. You did the same amount of hours as the person next to you. You still took all your classes. You got it. You got this. And I hope that, you know, my experience in this episode can really help somebody else. Yeah, not feel alone. And, you know, like Christina said, she had myself. We're at the same clinic. But for those who don't have that, we hope that this podcast makes you feel like you aren't alone. You can reach out to us and share your experiences. And if we can help in any way, then we will. And since we're talking about reaching out when needing support and things like that, it's also really important to collaborate and seek out mentorship, which also helps reduce insecurities and self-doubt. Just going back, I'm really happy that I had conversations with you like in the past two weeks, uh, saying my insecurities, just have them come to light so you can reassure me or tell me, you know, if you need help, like I'll let you know. I think um, we always talk about collaborating. That's super important with other analysts. If you don't know something, you got to say it. You got to find out. Of course, we're going to go back into research and things like that. But sometimes you just need other people's experience. Yeah. And it's the whole reason why we started this was because Mm -hmm. of that. We had insecurity. We had Mm self-doubt. And we relied on one another to get through it while researching and finding resources and sharing that with one another. And I was just telling Christina the other day, I sought out uh, mentorship from a BCBA who Mm -hmm. has a lot of experience. There's certain uh, topics or areas that I really want to get to know more. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that. Yes, I'm a BCBA. I'm not going to just resort to having one person that I'm going to rely on or having, you know, I love our podcast. I love our support group. I love our group chats. But always finding other ways that you can expand and how you can be more knowledgeable. Right. I'm going to talk about mentorship as well. Like I am very uh, fortunate to also have a mentor that I've known throughout my whole pretty almost my whole career. Um, Hopefully she listens to this and she Mm -hmm. knows who she is. But I think she will know who it is. Um, It's somebody that I can pretty much talk about anything with. And I admire her because... One thing I've always struggled with is parent training or interaction Mm -hmm. because one, I um, am so young and I have trouble like voicing that I know what I know. So with her, um, she also looks very young and she has is just so great with parents and being like, nope, I know this. This is what it is. And this is what we're going to do. And I admire that so much from her. So when she does come to supervise me or I always notice like that parent interaction. So. Shout out to my mentor. If you listen to this, thank you. (laughs) But I want to say, too, that I'm also very fortunate because of the Global Autism Project. I met um, two women very important to me that are also in the field. They're BCBAs, and they live in different states. So I'm able to talk to them as well to see what their experience is on different things. And they have completely different experiences than me from working in in in-home clinic and school. So I think... um, One thing I also wanted to admit is that humility, accepting humility is very big with insecurity. So just saying, you know, yeah, it's right. Like, I don't know. Like, I accept it and I need help. I need to reach out and 
I've noticed that when I am having insecurities and self-doubt and I do reach out, I feel so much better after I talk to somebody. Yeah. And I think that's super important to know. I know and hopefully a lot of the therapists that I supervise can vouch for that. If they ask me something or we're running something, I'm like, hmm, I actually don't know. Let's look it up together and showing them how we can find the answer, I think is super important and reduces that insecurity because you're not walking in like I miss perfect. I know everything. I'm the walking Cooper book and Java (laughs) and everything else because you're not, you know. Um, Also, something that you had mentioned, Christina, was being young. And I go through that as well. But something that I wanted to mention when we're talking about insecurities and self-doubt is identifying to the core what it is that's kind of eliciting those emotions, right? Yeah. So is it because you're young? Is it because of a past history of someone making a comment based on your supervisions? Why are you feeling these emotions? And if you can identify that, then that's where you can start, right? Oh, I'm experiencing this because I feel young. Yeah. And work on that. Yes, I am young, but guess what? I completed my master's degree. I completed my 1,500 hours of experience just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And like we mentioned, quality is not based on quantity. So (laughs) just because you're 40-something years old and have 20 years of experience, does that mean that you essentially know more than somebody else? It might be the case. It might not. Mm -hmm. So identifying what those is triggering those things. Um, That's such a good point. And I'm glad that you bring that up because I think another important thing is using that self-doubt to your advantage. So we always in our field want to have philosophical doubt. So for me, sometimes in the past or what I wish to do in the future is saying, okay, yes, I'm having self-doubt. Where is it coming from? The trigger. And also, what can I do with this? You know what? It's good that I'm questioning myself. It's good that I'm questioning my methods. Maybe there's something better out there, you know? Um, I was just in my ethics class the other day for school and uh, we were talking about that you need to go to conferences, you need to see other things because it's not good to be a BCBA doing the same things for 10 years. Things change, our field is ever evolving. So I think that's an extremely great point. And going back to you starting at the clinic, Christina, like Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, it's important to know that you already took the first step in getting out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You have been at the company that you worked for for X amount of years, a yeah, really long time, right? A really long time. And you hear people who stay in companies or stay with one client for mm-hmm. five years because they're comfortable, right? right. And probably because they're not experiencing a lot of self-doubt. They're not experiencing these negative, mm-hmm. quote-unquote negative, depending on how you take it, right? feelings. Mm-hmm. But by taking that first step and going outside of your comfort zone, right. and yeah, maybe experiencing self-doubt and things like that, you're already gaining so much more experience. Mm-hmm. Now you're working in a different location, different clients, other analysts that you can collaborate with, as opposed to just staying somewhere be- because you feel comfortable. Right. And it doesn't always be doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Like, yes, you can be comfortable and experience new things, Mm -hmm. but just be aware. Am I staying in this place or with this client because I'm scared of what's out there? I don't want to feel self-doubt. I don't want to feel insecure. Process that. See if that's why you're staying somewhere. That's such a great point. And I just want to say, you know, looking at my experience and now that I'm in graduate school and I know in a year and a half, like I'm going to be graduating, I'm going to be taking my exam in 2022, You know, I wanted to be the best well-rounded BCBA that I can be. And that's what I want. I want to work on eating. I want to work on um, going to a clinic or going to in-home or working with disruptive behaviors or in school settings. I want to be the best well-rounded BCBA. And sometimes that is going out of your comfort zone. And I needed to experience that. I need to get supervision experience. So 
in my experience and with talking with other um, therapists and BCBAs, they wish that they would have gone to something else because sometimes, you know, you're an RBT and you take your exam and you pass and you're like, well, what do I do now type of thing? And that fuels a lot of insecurity. So for me, um, I just want to say too that we need to be proud of ourselves. Now that you keep saying like you took your exam, you did your thousand hours, like every time that I have a difficult situation, either with a parent, a caregiver, a teacher, I need to always remember like, no, I did all these supervision hours. I worked my butt off to do this. So I need to be confident in myself. And I think that's one thing that I learned from you and from my other mentor as well. Like you guys are very confident and that's, you know, what I need to do. So. <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, since we talked about all of these feeling insecurities and kind of identifying it, I think it would be really good to kind of end on positive affirmations. Yes. Um, when you're feeling a certain way or when you start your day, maybe saying a positive affirmation. So we're going to end. We each selected one. And we invite you guys to find a positive information that you can relate to and tell yourself this. So it's going to be your strategy for yeah. when you're doing, you're feeling self-doubt. Okay, yeah. no, I'm going to say a positive affirmation. Exactly. <laughs> That's you your do, intervention. Yeah, either proactive or reactively, right? So you right. can start your day before you even feel the emotion or when you are feeling it, resort to your positive affirmation. So mine is I can let go of old negative beliefs that have stood in the way of my success. All right. Well, mine is I am focused on my goals and feel passionate about my work. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to our fifth episode. Make sure to follow us at Onward Behavior on Instagram and hit that subscribe button to make sure to listen for next week. Until next time, keep moving onward and pay it forward. <laughs>